Welcome to the podcast where we talk all about love. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Carly Ann. Let's be honest, nobody taught us about the challenges that come with finding and keeping healthy, happy relationships. Nobody warned us of the courage that you need to put yourself out there when dating, or gave us the tools to manage anxiety, or told us what the hell to do when we got ghosted. As two coaches working in this space, we want to open up the conversation and give our take into the real, messy, amazing, sometimes tiring and frustrating, but mainly an extraordinary journey that comes with creating the secure, lasting relationships that you deserve. Caitlin, good morning. Morning, morning, morning. We've just done our shaking it out. Yeah, we were both feeling a bit like what on a Monday morning. So we upped the energy, guys. Well, Carly just recorded me looking like a twat dancing about. Luckily, I have a bra on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did it. Genuinely did it. It wasn't just for the gram. (laughs) But then, yeah, I was like, hold on a second. This needs to be on the gram. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I have dug. I'm sure everybody will relate, but like waking up slightly on the wrong side of the bed. like, And also, it's so good having this in because otherwise, in, you know, true not practicing what I preach I might have like sulked for the rest of the day or you know been a bit like lacking in energy and not got myself kind of up and fully functioning um so I'm so glad that we actually had this in the diary yeah me too I we say it every time but I really look forward to this part of my week yeah it's like the Monday morning it's the it's nice to like check in and talk about something juicy and interesting Yeah, and this, what we're speaking about today, which I'm sure people know what it is from the title, uh, but this topic is something we both get asked about Mm -hmm. a huge, huge, huge amount. I I guess any dating relationship coach probably gets asked around this, but we wanted to talk today about chemistry and compatibility. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, my like name is the compatibility coach. So it's something that comes up time and time again. And I think it's such an important part of them finding love, being in a relationship and figuring things out for the long term. Yeah, because for me, my personal experience, Mm -hmm. as well as relationships, I was always very hooked and we will explain what they are, but I was always very hooked on the chemistry side of things, I valued that hugely. And a lot of the people that come to work with me value the chemistry a huge, huge amount. And if I'm honest with you, talking about my experience, I don't even know if I consider compatibility at some points. That isn't where my head was at at all. No, I was just about to say, I never even stopped to think about whether it felt good with this person and we were moving in the same direction or we were aligned as soon as there was a spark that was it I was all in and then it was chasing that versus other people who actually met me on a deeper level and it was more secure and stable that felt a little bit boring so for me the compatibility element yeah wasn't as you said wasn't on the table and maybe would have even been a bit more negative because it would have been seen as boring yeah and do you know something that I feel is important to say and this goes for you and you might agree being the known as the compatibility coach you can go to different coaches different books different videos different resources and there are slightly different messages out there 
So yeah. I do think it's worth us just starting with that, that some of today is also our opinion. Yes. Yeah, completely. And also, I think, you know, we're going to explain what a sort of definition that feels good for both of us on chemistry and compatibility. So you know where we're coming from, because somebody's connection, or, you know, they might um, collate chemistry with connection, and things like that, and compatibility more with values and stuff. So we're going to be talking around what that is. So we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, because it can be really confusing as someone and I know you have as well, who is researching this stuff or looking into it because whether it's because you want to improve your current relationship or because you are looking for that person you know that relationship we're often looking for that set formula and so then it's confusing it's like but this person said that and that person said this so it is also about you knowing yourself and you knowing that you're the leader of your own life so there's our little side note of knowing yourself that the work begins within however you know let's put it out there that you and I who we work with we see some patterns show up when it comes to that need for chemistry so should we start with chemistry yeah have you got a good definition I haven't got a definition have you well I've got something that I read and it resonated it's quite hard to find a definition on it because it it means something different to any everybody but for me and you know what this says is chemistry is energy is that kind of energetic connection you can feel and some indications are more in your body so it feels like butterflies your heart rate's a little bit more rapid there is that kind of smiling there's that bounce there's that you know kind of eye contact it feels like you're in that moment so when you approach it from that perspective and then you look at the science behind it actually a lot of those biological processes are caused by the rush of neurotransmitters including dopamine so it's that feel-good hormone and yeah, serotonin sure. which is the mood regulator so there's so there's a lot going on biologically when we talk about chemistry that feels very addictive yeah and I think so, when if we were to put it simply it's that like desire the excitement the passion mm. that spark that's the kind of words we hear right yeah. the spark the fireworks that like wow factor and i think you're absolutely right in terms of what's actually going on underneath with one of the things that that's just bringing up for me one of the best things that i heard along my journey that really hit home was around with chemistry, it can often feel like you've known this person before. It can yeah. feel like coming home suddenly. And I don't know whose quote this is, but it's something along the lines of, but what if home wasn't a safe place to be? And it's true with chemistry. It can often be like, I know this person we've met before and you often have, and it's those physical symptoms, that wow factor, that is often that, yeah, this person has been a played a significant role in your relationships in your past and maybe it's a parent figure or an ex-partner whoever it might be but it's that sudden recognition and we feel that physically yeah like you're in the same pattern you're in the same dynamic oh I've got a question for you then on that front can that feeling of chemistry ever be a red flag yes yes I'm not saying not to pursue it because if I was to use my 
current situation if I didn't pursue that I wouldn't now be in this relationship yeah because I yeah for me there was definitely chemistry um because yeah I recognized that as soon as I saw him and I know that for me that can be quite dangerous and I know no not for me I know for many people that can be quite dangerous to follow that but the difference is here is following it quite consciously so it's not that a red flag has to mean it's an absolute no it's just can I keep my wits about me and know that I'm very attracted to this person and will easily get hooked on this person so don't forget to check compatibility but further down the line there's been times where I ignored that red flag and didn't didn't do it consciously and I think that element of consciously what we mean by that is you don't jump into feet first without slowing down so when we do spot that when we've got those butterflies when we can sometimes it's like that little warning signal isn't it going off in your brain the more you can slow down the more you as Kali said keep doing like check-ins seeing if you're both on the same page talking about how you're feeling and what's coming up for you yeah that element of consciousness but with chemistry I quite like let we can talk about chemistry in this this way before moving on mm -hmm. to compatibility maybe with chemistry there's something about it isn't it where it's rare it's what we saw in the movies it's what we're told that true love is and the one and when you know you know and all of these things so I think there's a lot of conditioning around chemistry also on the flip side it's can be and often is with people that you and I are working with and supporting a, a trauma response right it's recognition like we say of that past relationship or anxiety but that's not what we're trained for and somewhere along the line as we become adults it becomes this excitement and I've had people sit in front of me and say so what am I supposed to do just be with someone boring yeah and we'll answer that but the answer is absolutely no but chemistry is yeah, we're conditioned that this is all it's about. And unfortunately that can mean that we we don't slow down and get a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I was reading something which I just loved. Well, I, it's not coming to me right now. If it does, I'll try and put it in the notes or something around chemistry doesn't have to, it just doesn't mean we have to act on it. Yeah. We don't have to act on it. It can be a beautiful thing without acting on it because what if your husband acts on everyone acts with everyone he has a bit of chemistry with or yeah. you do yeah no I really really love that not and saying it's that I have chemistry with anyone <laughs> <laughs> but it's chemistry it's two people that might have that like oh I was listening to something and she called it wound mates wound. what if you meet a wound mate along the line you know but, but on but and I think we're coming at it from a um, perspective of this is what we work a lot with clients on in kind of in depth but sometimes chemistry you can just be like having a little bit of banter and a flirt you've got that like zest you've got that da 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 yeah, but that's either lovely. way I'm coming at it from the point of view of when it's only chemistry and yeah. that's not that exciting for me no well I think that we as you said we've been conditioned to think of chemistry as the as the parameter of success in a relationship so that is what we pigeonhole and try and kind of like bully into what we want and that is the first thing we look for but on that kind of note as well when we're talking about the spark and what I hear from clients so much there was no spark or nice guys are boring 
nice people are boring and it can I think sometimes it can feed into that idea if you have been conditioned to find the push pull of dating people who you can't quite have where there's a lot of back and forth there's an emotional roller coaster there is you know maybe an element of chasing an element of not feeling good enough they're on a pedestal that kind of you know adrenaline high and low is very addictive but that's what we start to associate with chemistry and with the spark there has to be something that's unsettled about it when you do meet somebody and there isn't that push and pull there isn't those games it can feel quite secure and quite safe that's also when it can feel quite boring and that obviously plays into that anxious avoidant dance doesn't it well, I always ask my clients around, you know, people that are working on this around what is it that you are truly looking for that you've come here to get a coach, which we know takes emotional time, it takes money commitments, like what has brought you here? Yeah. Quite often it is that either to improve or to have that long term relationship, long term, long term. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you want a life partner like it's yeah. it's it, you you know emo, I'd say not always but perhaps 80% of my clients work with me because they want to meet somebody to spend their life with yeah and they are measuring the people they're dating just on chemistry only on chemistry and that includes the people where they do kind of like them there's something there but it's not bam 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 yeah it's not it's not instant love at first sight so with love at first sight then what are your views on it because I was reading a stat where it says only 11% of people ever claim love at first sight right my my personal thoughts on love at first sight are chemistry there's a bit of like a wow, whether whatever chemistry that is, like you say, whether it's that connection or whether it's, yeah, there's a bit of wound mating there. Whatever it is, we know there's that physical attraction, we feel it. The ones that turn into that long term, I think it happened to be that they were compatible as well. And so it turns out that it worked. Mm. And I think that's it. And that's why it's a handful of people because the odds are that some people that compatible are going to feel it on that first moment and also have that that initial connection chemistry yeah just as there's also so so many stories where it wasn't love at first sight but it's love at second sight or third sight or fifth sight or people that have been friends for years and it was love mm-hmm. at god knows what number sight that is it's just well, different ways yeah and i think but it's so much less romantic isn't it to admit and to actually be I always say to clients we want the slow burn we want the slow burn where every time you see them you like them a little bit more where that real true chemistry builds and there's that compatibility and you're conscious that's what we want the love at first sight the spark I think as you said that 11% of people might just hit that insane chemistry and the compatibility and they're looking for the same thing but that's a bit rarer have you heard of a term coined by oh who was it I think it was in the 1970s psychologist Dorothy Tenov and she coined the term limerence 
which is when the state we get into when we think we've fallen in love because it can feel like an obsession and a lot of the time it's kind of based on sort of fantastical longing and those um that sort of cycle of adrenaline and euphoria and despair where we put all of our hopes and needs and longing onto this one person and the way it consumes our body it feels like we've fallen in love but yeah. actually it's limerence well if you think of the amount of people and perhaps people listening to this who have been or believe that they are in love with someone that isn't really dating them someone that isn't treating them with kindness respect isn't showing them that same level of interest back or they're in love with an ex still in love with an ex who isn't showing them a healthy relationship but you're that that's got to be down to like some kind of limerence right you're hooked on something still and that's what you're in love with and quite often that's the idea of something like maybe who someone was in the beginning maybe it's who we think they could be what we've dreamt of the movies we've seen we become like that's what we're in love with yeah can you really be like experiencing a true love when they're when it's not unrequited unrequited love mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like when we think of unrequited love is that really love i know that if trust me trust me i know how much it feels like it is but now I'm like, no, that can't have been love because there was nothing in return. Yeah. That includes even if it was just in the past. One thing you said there that really hit me and got me thinking was a lot of the time with clients, if we have, if they've been dating somebody and it's perhaps not going in the direction they want or they feel like, you know, they're pulling away or communications petered off. The phrase I always hear is, but why can't we go back to what it was like at the beginning? At the beginning, there was great chemistry. They were texting all the time. There was that buzz, that spark. And sometimes I think with relationships, or not even relationships, just when we're dating, if we feel ourselves going back, wanting to get back what we had in those first few meetings and we're fixated on that, then I think that can be such a sign as well that it's, it's perhaps not going to move forward. Yeah, because you can have chemistry with someone and then perhaps that other person has realized it was it's just chemistry. Yeah. You no, know? or all of the other reasons someone might pull away, you know, which is a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of compatibility, then you do you feel ready to move on and tackle compatibility? Definitely. Let's I think compatibility is like the unsexy sister to chemistry. <laughs> I think of it as a sexy, sexy, sexy sister. No, but I think other people see it as that thing that we have to consider. And actually, it's like the most important and amazing. And you're right, it should be incredibly sexy thing. But I, well, think I really want to share that I was absolutely the person throughout all of my 20s, where it was, I mean, apart from when I settled, but all about that chemistry and all about thinking that was important like I was saying so I'm not saying like oh I think this is really sexy because that was already my relationship template and how I felt no I wasn't that fortunate but now having done that inner work it blows my mind what I used to find attractive 
it blows my mind what I thought chemistry was, especially when I look at like my relationship now, that still blows my mind. Yeah. And in terms of, is there a set formula that I followed? No, I did my own inner work based on what I could see and what support I needed at that time. But there wasn't this set formula, but there are definitely hot tips and things that I did, which I'll be happy for us to dive into because I'm sure you did as well. Yeah, I love that. Not like right now, but we can do that like towards the end or something. Definitely. I think it will come up maybe quite naturally with the questions. But for me with compatibility, as we said at the beginning, there is a little bit of a struggle there because we aren't really given the space unless you're in this sort of, you know, self-help world where you sit down and think, actually, hang on a minute, who am I? What are my values? What do I need to feel safe? What do I like? What do I dislike? What do I want for the future? How do I want to feel when I'm in a relationship? We don't ever do that kind of work where we, you know, as I said, give ourselves the space. So then trying to know what you need in a relationship or know who's going to be compatible with you when actually you don't know that about yourself is the, is, is, is it's an impossible ask, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So as you said, I didn't follow a formula in the, in the sense that do step by step, but I really got to grips with what I needed, what I needed to hear, what I needed to feel safe, you know, what my own values were and things like that. So I think for me, compatibility is getting compatible with yourself and then others. And that's why I kind of coined that name because I I think personally, we have got so warped by what we think love is and who we think we should be with. We actually don't know. No, and for us, it sounds like we did that not just to, I honestly, for me, I did it for my happiness. If you was to date, go back into all of the work that I've done over the years, it starts at my happiness. So I wasn't there thinking I'm doing this to get my partner and when is that going to happen? This isn't working because I haven't got my partner yet. Years I was doing this work, working on my happiness, believing and hoping that a bonus was going to be that I'm going to meet someone at the right time. I didn't know when or how that worked, but it was can I do this work for myself, not to fix myself for someone else, not to get ready for their arrival, because that all sort of undermines the work. But something I think is really important, just to go back to the sexy, sexy sister, Mm. and perhaps this is where we think about what compatibility is. It includes chemistry for me. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why it's so attractive, because I never used to take into consideration whether someone shows up and who they are as a person and all of the things that we can talk about with compatibility but it does include chemistry of course it should like you're when we're thinking about a long-term partner guys if you marry somebody you don't have chemistry with and you don't fancy what are you doing (laughs) you're not going to do that I hope you're not going to marry somebody who you think is unattractive and boring you know, Unless that's really... your absolute choice, because yeah. for you, other needs are more important. I'm all for that as well. If you fully tell me that's your decision and you know the consequences of that, I think that's fair enough. There's many people in those relationships, but it's not what I wanted for myself. No. And, and but, usually what my clients want. But if, you, but if you marry somebody who you perhaps don't have that uh, romantic connection with, 
and you know maybe they don't light you up but it feels completely safe and there are other avenues then you're still compatible in most of those things as well but there's got to be some sort of connection and chemistry there i was listening to this woman called spirit Mm. and she was she's got an acronym and i know that there's many because i've you know i can think of stephen speaks spirit uh, Jay Shetty, people that have like, this is what you need for compatibility, bam, 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 bam. And they've got these acronyms and things like that. Um, I'm happy to share hers because they are, I do think they're good. But the point is for her that it wasn't that you have to meet all of these points. Obviously, one of them is sexual intimacy, that yeah. physical attraction. But she wasn't saying that you have to meet all of these, but you have to know yourself enough to know what's important to you. You know, and what are your like core needs and what do you want in a relationship? And obviously the other person gets to decide for themselves as well and whether you can find that balance and meet each other there. What are hers then? So she has, um, I'll try and kind of remember what each of them means, but it's recreate. So it's the acronym is RISES. Okay. Yeah. So it's recreational intimacy. So that's the doing things together. Like, can you have similar interests with each other? The point being, though, if you don't have those similar interests, can you still support each other and love each other with those different interests? That And also, I think it was this one where she talks about it's finding that balance between someone who perhaps if you're someone who is constantly on the go, 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 mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need someone who's also on go, 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 but someone that's completely opposite to that, that might be quite hard to come together. Um, intellectual intimacy is that kind of how we talk to each other. Are you on that level to intellectually feed each other, receive each other? If you're not, you can find that from somewhere else. But if it's really important to you, like, do you have that with each other? Or are you someone who's just like, my God, you're boring. Or like, what are you talking about? Why are you sharing this with me? That kind of thing. Spiritual intimacy is, do we have that ability to grow with each other, to expand together? It doesn't necessarily have to be the kind of spirituality in the ways that we might automatically think of it, like not religion and things like that. Emotional intimacy. That is, do I feel safe with you? Do I feel vulnerable with you? Am I able to feel safe in my body and trust myself and trust you with us being together? And then the sexual intimacy, which is the one that I equate mostly to chemistry um, automatically, which is like that, that initial attraction. But also, do we like the same thing sexually? Are we able to talk about our sex life together? So that's hers, that's her rises. But she does not think that we have to have them all. No. We can't have them, you can't have one person to meet all of your needs. Oh my gosh, no. And again, I think that's where we've got warped. It's like, well, he's this, but you know, they're not this, or you know, she's got these elements, but this is missing. Yeah. And we sort of think, we forget that we've got friends, colleagues, people on Instagram, you know, whoever that should meet just as many needs as our partner is it can you imagine if you had to be everything to one person it'd be exhausting but there is that expectation like they're not meeting this need and it should be them that meets it like if i think of the intellectual one thinking of you and i right now having this conversation where these conversations light up our soul right Mm -hmm. 
and we can, I can definitely talk about these kind of things with my partner. I think that you can as well, just from what you said on the last podcast, like telling him what we we're talking about. Um, but are they going to sit with us for one hour and, and are they going to research about it and then come back and tell us what they found? Are they going to do that? <laughs> no, I'll get, oh, that's interesting. Have you seen their football score? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think there's that level what i really liked about what spirit said there is like you're not there kind of thinking like oh my god like you bring nothing to this conversation I'm like oh god this is awful you know because on that level where you're feeling it physically perhaps it's something that's really important to you and that's where i think differentiating what your values are what you what you really need from a relationship is absolutely crucial and um, well before we move on I love that definition, but where do you think life goals and the path you're on is going to fit into that? So I think maybe because I, I don't know. I just saw her mention these, but I've got a feeling. And she did give like examples. I think it came into spiritual intimacy. Okay. So that growth, that moving forward, yeah, your dreams, your goals. I think it fit in there. Because again, one thing I think perhaps we sometimes forget when we're talking about compatibility is we don't need to always want the same thing and absolutely no. But I say to clients, hang on a minute, even just if we if we are looking for that relationship, if we do want to build a life with somebody, the first instance of compatibility is they want the same thing. If they don't want a relationship, if they don't want that element, you're not compatible and on the same page on that. If they see their life as traveling the world being a free spirit never settling down and for you your dream is a house and kids and to reach certain milestones by certain points are you compatible in that sense no that's why i really support people especially around that communication mm. and being yourself right because that's what it really comes down to is how do I know who I'm compatible with? Well, have you been yourself? Are you able to be yourself? Because without that, how you how do you know who you're compatible with if they haven't met you? And that's why one of the things that I'm for is quite open and direct communication early on. Because yeah. as you know, especially in today's dating world, it's not everyone that has that love at first sight. No, I with clients, the rule is, I'm sorry, either before you've met them or on the first date, it's you get to share what you are looking for and that you're really excited for. Because but that's the thing. It saves yes. so much time. Oh, and I feel like there's so much shame sometimes around people even admitting that they want a relationship or admitting that they would like that settled lifestyle like that's okay and it should be celebrated like if you're in the space where you want to invite love in that's amazing and that should really 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 be celebrated yeah i think that's where you see that fear of rejection yeah. not being chosen not being picked or hooked on this person's height or whatever it is that's when you really see those things come into play because we hide who we are. We don't ask questions. We don't want to be needy. We don't express ourselves yeah. for what, for this other person that we barely know because we forget about what we want long-term. Yeah. And I definitely think when I was going through this journey, the one thing I remember thinking was I feel so lost. And th remember thinking, I don't know who I am. You know, I couldn't look in the mirror and be like, 
you know who you are and what you want. I did. I just felt like a little like lost person. As you said, not to leave with a point, the first point of call when I started on the journey of transforming my relationships and what I thought love was and things like that was started with finding out who I was and then building the confidence. And sometimes I think if you're going for people that where you don't feel like yourself or they're not available or you feel like you've got to shut yourself down and you've got to shut your needs down, it can be such an important sign to do that kind of inner work because, you know, relationships are a mirror. So usually what we're seeking in somebody else, what we see reflected back can be such an eye opener. When I look back at my own journey, because there was a point where I'm doing the inner work Mm. based on perhaps at this point, yeah, it's really that self-esteem, like the basics of self-esteem, that who am I side of things and starting to recognize my value and what I bring to the table and compatibility. But in those early stages, whilst doing that, I was still dating, for lack of a better word, the wrong people, you know, that, that kind of old type, if you like. But I remember going on a date and hopefully this seems like a huge not a huge deal to a lot of people because you value yourself and know to enough to know that this is important anyway but i remember being on this date with someone and we were in this bar it was loud it just wasn't my kind of place and i can't remember if he asked me or if i just shared but i shared that like this is not my kind of place at all like the new just all of it wasn't and for me to share that was a huge deal for someone that I was attracted to. We'd been on like a few dates past me would have felt like I can't share this. He chose this place and I didn't do it in a rude way in any way. It was just me kind of expressing the kind of place that I do like, you know, it was like a conversation. And I remember afterwards being like in the past, I would have been worried now. Oh my God, you shouldn't have said that. What if now he's not interested in all of these things? And, you know, that that didn't work out, that relationship. But I've no doubt it wasn't because of me not liking that bar. But to share that, that's compatibility to just show you this bit of who I am. Because if for him, it's really important that I can take a girl to these bars and she likes this music, then we're not compatible. No. I think it's, you know, every time you speak up, every time you express just a tiny bit of who you are, it's like you're coming home to yourself, you're building that trust, you're building that steam, it's, but you're also, you know, allowing the other person then to make their own decision about what they want and what's important to them based on the real you, because I do find we try and mould ourselves so much to get them to choose us, and one client said to me in our last session a few months ago, I finally stopped asking what can I do to get them to choose me and that is absolutely huge when you know who you are what you're looking for and what's going to feel good it changes the direction of that question doesn't it yeah I think what you bring to the table what they bring to the table and what is it that you really want that's why I love the exercises around imagining how you want to feel imagining what it is to be respected and one of the things that i when i was really it was becoming very clear to me that i was attracted to for whatever personal reasons attracted to people that just didn't show me that level of respect that any relationship needs 
I started to go, oh, this is through, and look, it's not like it was all the time by any means, but it's just trying to be a bit more open to going on dates with people that I wouldn't usually, but not just dates, but talking to, mm. you know, and starting to understand what it is for someone to show up, to show you interest, to like you. And then over time, naturally, that just chemistry started to become less interesting. And that isn't just romantic relationships, starting to get more involved in communities and um, I don't know, just go into events that really lit me up. The more that I knew myself and what lit me up and what made me happy, because that's what I was working on, just surface level relationships just weren't doing it. They didn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, you know, and so when you look at it slowly, how I got to where I am now, like it was absolutely a process. But it's not like I, you know, by the time I met my now partner, I didn't have to work on really appreciating his respect, because now that is what I had an expectation around and started to understand that that's normal in relationships if somebody is respectful. Yeah, I mean, that, that goes on to another conversation about how we all should be raising the standard for what we expect in terms of somebody treating us with respect, with loyalty, with kindness, hearing us, yeah. you know, those things. But it is mad, isn't it? Like what we should take for a given and don't. And it is it, usually it's when we have been chasing for a certain number of years a certain type of love that feels addictive but isn't respectful. And I remember asking a client once when they were in a situation and it was very back and forth. It was very, it was, you know, it looked quite toxic, but very addictive. And, you know, we said, okay, well, if we take out the times that maybe you see each other and, you know, let's say one of those times out of two is nice and you feel good. Are you actually having a nice time? Is your, are you having a good time? through this relationship and the answer is no sometimes I think if we take out that fixation on if we found somebody that there's chemistry with we've got to make it work mm. and step back and say hang on is this anxiety filled 3am text filled horrible situation is this nice for me no it's not exactly and do you know it makes me think as well if you are worried about this person being being boring yes. you know i'm thinking first how are you making yourself happy where are you lighting yourself up because are you putting that in the hands of someone else that they're going to be your source of happiness they're going to be your high if you need that high in your life because whether it's because of what you're used to or whether it's because it's something that you crave mm. find something in your life where you can have that occasional high but where it doesn't interfere with your potential to be loved, respected, taken care of, absolutely find someone that you can have fun with and that you fancy and all of those things, but don't put it all on them. Mm. You know, your happiness isn't on them. No, and that idea of boring is so interesting, isn't it? Because if somebody isn't right for you in the sense that you can't maybe have the kind of conversation you want or it doesn't flow or maybe you don't have those same interests, you can be quick to label somebody as boring, but they're just not your person. But more often than not, I think, certainly with my clients, there is an element of thinking anybody who is available is boring. <laughs> yeah, and there's this idea, isn't there, of like, 
that this person's available so they seem and I'm not attracted to them so the work isn't working so no because even if you have the healthiest nervous system and the healthiest I don't know childhood if it's possible but you know what I mean like secure attachment you're still not going to find every available person attractive oh my god yes like oh I had this exact conversation with a, a previous client it was like hang on a minute we have to now appreciate the huge milestone in that you find availability attractive you find security attractive you find consistent communication attractive you find the fact that you both want the same thing and you're compatible attractive you know we have to the fact that you have taken yourself from somewhere where those things were a bit repulsive to you to now you love those qualities that in itself is the achievement yeah you just it doesn't mean you're going to fancy everyone no. like it's still it's still the dating process I, otherwise you find that person where we have it because i do believe not in the sense of like we've already covered everyone meeting all your needs but you can have it all you can have someone that you're attracted to and that you're compatible with like that is it's a package and you can begin to get excited about that but do I know when that's going to happen? No. But do I believe it's possible for you? Yes. I went through that time for me doing the work, just holding on to that hope. It's a huge part of it. And I never let go of it. And I didn't get lucky. I didn't, I haven't got something that someone else hasn't. I did that inner work. And, and then somewhere along the line met this person. Mm. You know? And I think though and this is me I have had to work on for so many years that idea of instant gratification some you know we have to work on the mindset with clients a lot and I'm sure you do too Carly where you don't do the work to get something and if you've done a certain thing or put in a certain amount of effort and you don't get exactly what you want it hasn't worked that's not why we do it, it you do it to get to know yourself to feel good to build your happiness as you said you know what an amazing life goal to want to be happy exactly shall i share with you um before we do the questions mm -hmm. so i put on instagram what's the best advice or teaching you've heard about chemistry slash compatibility should i share some of those yes i would love that there's i'll read about four but we won't don't have to dive into them i'll just share what they are so we have you don't always feel it right away love they can both exist independently of each other. You can be compatible with someone you have no chemistry with and vice versa. When they exist together is where the magic happens. Adore. Someone said it's also a decision. So I, I'm just going to assume by that that it, it means that behind, I think it's that slowness, that observing, that we also have a decision to make whether we're compatible with someone. And also, I do think sometimes with chemistry, there can be a decision to, in the sense, if you're going on dates and you're looking for things you find attractive about them, if you're looking for connection, if you're approaching it from that openness, that can feel like a more empowering choice. Don't confuse, chem oh, another one, don't confuse chemistry and compatibility we see on media with real life. So I guess that's the movies, there's TV shows, the music. Yeah. In real life, one has to observe. Yeah, one thing I heard that I absolutely love, and I can't remember who it was by, it might be Mark Graves, but they said chemistry can always grow from connection. 
and sometimes it can be harder to grow connection from chemistry. I think a good rule is there has to be some level of attraction. There has to be something you find attractive about that person to go on that second date. Because otherwise, you know, they might be an amazing friend, but it might not be that romantic connection. Um, When you were saying that, it reminded me of a study they did. I think it was at Harvard where in their first like term, they asked a load of undergrads to rate their um, fellow students and in, in um, terms of attractiveness and they asked them to then repeat it after three months and the results were completely different because as they got to know people as different personalities had come out they it changed the amount you were attracted to somebody what was that love island you're my type on paper yeah and yeah you do you've got a certain image don't you of who we're going to be with what they're going to look like the chemistry and sometimes we can get quite fixed on that and often we are comparing it to certain ideals in societies and reality tv programs the expectation and one of the things I do work on with clients I have to change this for myself so much is the person we end up with might not look or be the exact person we thought we would end up with and most of the time they'll be so much better yes my partner is younger than me I know you know and that's something in those first I remember him saying like I think this is a problem for you Mm. and it's definitely something to consider but then at the ultimately all of those other things that we've spoken about they were there you know but initially yeah that would mean had it been a dating app we wouldn't have crossed paths and that's wild to think because obviously I didn't have my settings on that age. And that's why I always say, hang on a minute, if your friend was going to set you up with somebody, would you say yes? If you met your perfect person, but they were seven years younger, could you say yes? You know, if they lived two hours away, could you say yes? We, yeah, for sure. I think, I don't know if we've done something together or whether it's just been a discussion, but definitely a message on something that I read, it was huge on that it, the person might not be how you're picturing and I think when it comes down to chemistry compatibility that's a huge idea just like to hold on to it can be like it can be amazing because you can miss your person yeah if you're expecting that certain hook so height really comes to mind for that you know because that's one that we hear about so much that you can miss your person that you're compatible with to have a future with to spend a quality saturday night with because they weren't tall enough for you well i almost miss my husband because i have that very fixed um, idea of what i thought chemistry and the spark and the adrenaline and the uncertainty and the unavailability was so you know it went back for me it took actually we met we got together probably a year before and we dated on and off and in that time that's when I started doing the work and was going through a massive transformation but I wasn't happy I wasn't in a happy healthy place I said I wanted a relationship I wasn't available I couldn't physically couldn't be in one and as I slowed down as I started doing all this as I really got to know myself he was always the person I thought of and compared everybody to but it was because he was available and pretty secure, liked me, did what he said he was going to do. And at that time, that wasn't what I thought chemistry and love was, you know. So, 
yeah <laughs> go and do the work on who you are and what's going to make you happy shall we do the questions yes from instagram yes i love it the first question what if you only have one of them chemistry or compatibility can you hang in and make it work well my first thought is i don't love the idea that you're hanging in to make it work if something that feels fundamental is maybe missing that's like an energy thing isn't it should we hang in to make it work just think of how you want to feel in a relationship and you'll know the answer from that with chemistry only why would you hang in and make that work like what are you missing for chemistry only i think we've discussed that hugely today compatibility if you only have that we've already already answered that as well actually with no chemistry probably not yeah and it, but you can have the whole package you can have both exactly you can have both. and it is i think with that compatibility if you're incredibly compatible but you absolutely just don't fancy them then that's going to be the answer if you did have that chemistry but maybe something has faded over a time can you put the work back in to get that back because we all go through stages where we feel flirty and great within our relationships and then life gets in the way so approach it from a bit of a perspective as Carly said is what do you want from that relationship in the long term how do you want to feel and be really really honest with yourself about what you're hanging on for and if there is any work you can do to grow that kind of chemistry back yeah, I think chemistry like being lost over time is different to it never being there. Yeah. How do you differentiate between compatibility and values? I, I don't know if I'm missing this question a little bit, but I don't. For me, values is a part of being compatible. Yeah, for me, values are things um, that you need to feel good and that you would perhaps prioritize over other things so for me a real value is security so what does that mean that means that um i like to know where i'm going i'm just that person you know i like to be financially secure i like to feel emotionally secure in where i am i like to feel secure in the fact that my husband loves me and you know wanted to be in a relationship with me so for me then compatibility was being with somebody who valued those same things and we kind of uh, you know approach life together in quite a similar way and we both make each other feel secure yeah and because i feel like with compatibility it's like this puzzle of all of these different things that come together to equal can this be a long-term thing for us yeah. not saying you have to follow that and one of those parts of the puzzle is, do we value things that are similar? Like whether that is our you know, morals, whether it's interest, whatever it might be, you don't have to have all the same values either, as we've said. No. Why do people ghost despite there being a spark on the first date? Question echoed by millions of people all around the world. <laughs> well, I think when we approach dating, a lot of the time, as we said, if we're looking for that spark, that's what we get fixated on. And sometimes we can forget that the spark for us can feel very different for somebody else. Some people are naturally sparky. 
some people view the spark as needing those butterflies and adrenaline that we've already talked about some people you know are good flirts but might be thinking about their ex that they're not over or something like that so just because there might have been that spark for you and that chemistry doesn't necessarily mean it was there with somebody else yeah and perhaps you went on a date with someone where there was that chemistry and they have the ability to do the observation that we've spoken about and it wasn't for them for reasons of x y and z then there is also yeah all of the the insecure reasons we can come up with as well but it's spirit again who so i can't remember the exact word to use i was seeing if i wrote it down i think it's one-way compatibility so it's like that one-way chemistry it doesn't have to be two ways and it can be really difficult to believe that they didn't feel that same level that you did when the conversation was bouncing off each other when perhaps you had this amazing kiss or whatever it is you don't know how another person feels and what's that what they're thinking no i've got two lovely examples recently that there have been two dates that have gone really well and um, both the people i know have felt um that spark that that it was you know going somewhere and actually they just happened to get kind of feedback from the other people in one of them said the distance between them was going to be a problem it was a lifestyle compatibility that wasn't there for them and the other one that she said i'm still not over my ex but i had an amazing time with you mm-hmm. sometimes we do make it don't we about us and us not being good enough and things like that when there is ghosting involved or the other person doesn't quite feel the same but there are so many reasons yeah we we have to give the other people in our lives however many times we cross paths with them the agency and the choice to make their own decisions and not make that about our own self-worth yeah oh, most yeah. of the time guys time. it's not about you no final question do we create fake chemistry in our minds well i think what we said at the beginning about if we meet somebody and we like them and maybe there is a bit of chemistry we can have that biological reaction where it all becomes incredibly heightened so sometimes when we're in that state we will read far too much into what's happening we will get fixated on that tiny bit of chemistry or connection and build on that that maybe isn't like grounded totally in reality so i think sometimes it doesn't mean it's fake chemistry but it means maybe we can blow it out of proportion sometimes yeah and i would say as well we feel the chemistry in our bodies and then that I guess fake chemistry if you like is yes the stories that are attached to these feelings so like you were saying when butterflies means that I must love them when obsessing over them means that I must love them when actually they are these very natural reactions especially especially if you are around someone that is similar to someone that might have hurt you in the past or Mm. that's when we're going to go into those trauma responses you don't necessarily need to dive into but yes your body reacts and then your mind creates the stories around that right i love that on that point because it's something i hear from clients a lot it's but the connection is unreal you know i can't let go of the connection we had a real connection and again that connection is the story we've built the story up in our head so much that now 
that's well, the, the story was probably real at some point in the past mm. you know and now we're on this mission to undo it and this person maybe they're going to be the one that finally chooses me maybe i can undo this past stuff mm. maybe finally this is it and that's when we can then chase that wrong person because and that's where it's the wounding that we're talking yeah. about right so if you're making up the stories have you done what we've this is where we go all the way back to the beginning and um sort of messages let's slow down notice the stories slow down and see if this person is compatible stories is just the sign to slow down and let me check this out and have these conversations and get to know them and show who I am and see if we're compatible yeah I love that so what's your takeaway then from our conversation my takeaway and the thing that I feel the most passionate about is that idea of what we said where compatibility can be attractive and it does include chemistry yeah. and you don't have to settle for one or the other what's your takeaway oh i love that um my takeaway actually i think is around the sense that if we don't know who we are if we don't know what we need our values what we like if we can't speak up about that then trying to figure out who we're compatible with and build a life with somebody is very difficult so go back to that first question that's where everybody should start i have loved talking about this and i feel like we could keep going and there's loads of branches where we can know we could do an episode on every single branch couldn't we yeah exactly maybe we will but for now we have loved sharing with you guys and this is a really new podcast as you probably know and we want to reach as many ears as possible especially the people that need to hear this who need this community because that in itself is so healing right and creates change the way to do that is through the reviews and people sharing so we would really love it if you would subscribe if you would leave us a review and a rating I know it is going to take a few seconds of your time, but we would really appreciate it. And also talk to people about it and come and let us know on Instagram or we'll link us ourselves below. Let us know when you're listening, because I speak for both of us when we say we love to hear it. Yeah, we do. And this this is so amazing for us to be able to do. And I hope even if one person took one thing away from it, as Carly said, that starts your own journey or changes something for you then it's a job well done as far as i'm concerned so yeah please keep in touch let us know your thoughts and we will see you all next week <laughs>